Hi guys, welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. I am literally so excited because I am with Shelby Sacco, queen of Sad to Savage, for her second episode on my podcast. I'm so excited to be back. Your podcast was actually the first podcast I ever went on. And I don't think I told you this. I think I said it in one of my episodes. I was so nervous and so (laughs) excited. And I was like, what's going on? I literally made a cute little fun mixed drink before. And I was like doing it a little bit tipsy because I was so nervous, but so excited. That is so sweet. And now you're like well-seasoned. You have your own podcast. So crazy. You're like, I enjoyed doing this, <laughs> being on other people's podcasts. Let me just start my own. Yeah. <laughs> I will say I had no idea how hard it was. Like, I feel like you just think it's like simple and it's so challenging. I, I had a good wake up call the first time that I tried to do it. Yeah. There's a little bit more that goes into podcasting than I think you realize. Um, but you learn along the way, like yeah. everything is so manageable and all of the answers are usually on Google or in like a YouTube tutorial. I bought a class that taught me. Oh, there I, you I go. was so desperate. I'm like, wait, I actually realized I know absolutely nothing. <laughs> you and bought I, the class? Uh, yeah. And How I, much was it? I think it was like $300. What? And I'd announced that I was doing a podcast and then I started realizing I had no idea how to do it. And then I was like, shoot, I buy a class for everything though. Oh like any God. anything I want to learn, anything I want to do, I'm like, there's probably a class for that. And then I just look it up and do it. There's also probably a free answer on Google too. Have you thought of that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I actually resorted just to who has a podcast class. Oh my God. I feel like it'd be a lot harder to find a class, but well, anyways, so, <laughs> so Shelby's back for a second episode because the first episode that she was on was so amazing. You guys loved it. It's still to this day, one of my most popular, most listened to episodes. Oh gee. I love that. Yeah. My quality kind of sucked at the time and we were also doing it over zoom. So now you get to enjoy us being IRL for a little girls sleepover. Oh my God. Two day trip. Kind of, yeah. I came in, I flew in and I'm staying with Jenna, and I've had the best time ever. I forgot we were working. Like, I thought we were <laughs> yeah. having a girls' weekend. It's so fun. I had the best time. She got in last night. Well, technically, the day before that we're recording this, um, at eleven, and I picked her up from the airport. We came back home, and we stayed up until three thirty a.m. just talking. Just, li- I think we talked about almost everything. I'm like, literally everything. What are we gonna have to talk about tomorrow? We might be at a <laughs> loss of words. Absolutely not the case. Started started talking as soon as we woke up. And it's funny because we still woke up and went to work out. And yeah. we're like, oh my gosh. I'm proud of us. I'm and really you know why? Is because I'm trying to create a habit. There of, you go. Of working out in the morning. A healthy habit, a little morning routine. Exactly. Speaking of habits, so you guys, you've read the title of this podcast episode. Today we're talking all about becoming your most confident self for the summer by creating healthy habits. And Shelby's here to teach us exactly how to do that, including her Sad to Savage summer challenge series it's so it's more I always do challenges and I always do series they're like my favorite thing and this one's a savage girl summer series which is literally a tongue twister I'm like why did I do that savage wait savage girl summer series yes got it okay basically it's an eight week series where over eight weeks I teach every single habit under the sun I focus on like the main habits such as actually I'll pull it up so I can say them accurately in a row I focus on the main kind of habits that everyone wants to know, like waking up early, working out, habit stacking, getting 1% better, forming a morning routine, a nighttime routine, self-love, getting through breakups, healthy habits for relationships, healthy eating habits, career. And then over the last year of teaching habits, (laughs) I'm like, what else? (laughs) Right. So those are the main ones. But over the last year of teaching habits, there are so many one-offs where, where they don't pertain to every single person in the world, but so many people ask them. I'm like, oh my God, I should do just blast out like 
30 videos just very specific to that habit. So then I go in, I go in, in the last week into habit loops for anxiety, procrastination, college, um, communication. Uh, when you are in college and you want to study but don't know how to form a study habit or how to focus more at your job, like very specific habits for the last week. So I'm really covering everything in this series. And right before summer, which I just think is the perfect timing. And one thing me and Jenna were talking about before this is talking about how we don't want to do quick fixes for the summer. We actually want to focus on healthy habits, healthy routines, and how to do that. And that was kind of the messaging behind the series. That's why it started in April. Mm -hmm. I don't even know when summer officially starts now that I think about it. I think, oh, June 21st is the first day of summer. It's actually my sister Sydney's birthday. Oh, that's cute. For some reason in my head, I thought summer started in May. Well, technically in my mind, it, it starts, starts in May. May. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be May. Oh my God. <laughs> my workout class had a, a, it's gonna be May theme party. Oh, that's cute. Or it's tomorrow, but I'm missing it. And they were like, you're seriously gonna miss it? I'm like, you guys, I gotta go. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you're busy. You're booked and busy. Yeah. So we're gonna talk all about how to form long-term healthy habits that they're not gonna be short, like quick overnight fixes. But I will say I've listened to your podcast. I've taken your advice. I have really worked towards forming habits and we'll talk more about that. Um, and I felt like the change internally and I've felt it like pretty quickly. So it's kind of like, it's very motivating to keep yourself going with it. So we'll talk about that. And also just overall, a lot of what you guys say is how in the world am I supposed to have fun on weekdays when I'm juggling all these other things in my life? So we'll be talking about how to form habits around having fun on weekdays exactly and how to create that time and how to implement fun into your weekday routine. I love it. I feel like it's like the Hannah Montana Sweet Life on Deck crossover <laughs> episode <laughs> between Sad Savage and Fun on Weekdays. I love it. That was the best one. I, they fit like four shows into one thing. It's I, like yeah, Sweet Life on Deck with a Wiverly play. I swear <laughs> that So Raven was on it too. Like I feel yeah. like it was literally everything. That's... That's so sweet life. Wait, was it? That's so sweet life on deck. No. You got to look it up after. That's so sweet life. We can watch that tonight. Hannah Montana with Wizards of Waverly Place. No, we're going out tonight, girl. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Because we're We're having fun on weekdays. Yeah, exactly. It's Thursday. It's Friday Eve. Thursday is like the best day of the week. Thursday and Tuesday. I don't know what it is, but. I'm biased. My favorite day of the week is always Monday. I love a good Monday. Why? I love it. Like, I'm like, mm, a fresh start. Like, this is so fun. I have my Sunday cleaning habit on Sunday. Okay. And I wake up Monday and I'm like, wow, I feel on top of the world. Today's beautiful. Like, I love, I've trained myself to love Mondays. Waking up to a clean house is probably the most satisfying thing ever. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to take on the world. Wake up, eucalyptus, smell, clean <laughs> sheets, like nothing on the floor. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, Quincy, <laughs> Quincy happens. Life happens, yeah. <laughs> So two weekends ago, I went to the Taylor Swift concert, which let me know if you guys want an entire podcast dedicated to it because it was the most insane weekend ever. I had the best time. The outfits were incredible. Honestly, I feel like seeing everyone's outfits and how excited everyone was for the concert was like half of the excitement of it. I mean, not really because like the concert itself was just so incredible, unlike anything I've ever experienced in my life, like literally out of body. So my two tips for you, if you are going to the concert is number one, I brought a little silver purse that matched my outfit. It was really cute, but it was not clear. So make sure you bring a clear bag because they were actually lenient. I don't know how I got away with it, but the woman who was doing security, she's like, they're not going to let you take this in, but I will just go. And I'm like, that's a little... (laughs) 
that's a little strange. I feel like you're not supposed to do that, but I'll let it fly. I literally just had lip gloss in there anyways. It's not like I was taking anything in, but definitely bring a clear bag because you're probably going to lose it if not. It also has to fit the size requirements, which I believe is like four by six. It has to be very small. You can really only bring your phone and a portable charger depending on the location. And then the second one that people also told me, but I didn't want to believe was that you have to wear comfortable shoes because you're likely going to be standing for a long time in lines. First of all, just to get into the concert, but then also at the concert, everyone is standing. Like if you sit at the Taylor Swift concert, I don't know if you should be there. You know, you. I mean, anyone is welcome, but... The energy is just so, so good. And then also after the concert, you likely are going to have to walk a pretty long way to get picked up by your Uber because there's so much traffic. So definitely wear comfortable shoes, whether it's sneakers or cowboy boots. I have comfortable shoes and clear bags linked on my Macy's page. It's macy's.com forward slash F-O-W for all of my fun on weekdays girlies going to the Taylor Swift concert later this year. And if you missed out on my first giveaway, just keep an eye open because who knows? I might just be hooking up a couple extra girls for the Pittsburgh show or something. I don't know. You heard it here first though. Yeah. So let's get into today's episode. So what I wanted to start off with was just talking about um, summer season coming up. Everyone is going to be outside more. You're seeing people, you're home for school if you're in college. And sometimes, you know, the summer can be a little overwhelming and make you feel a little self-conscious. There's a lot of pressure to like look really good in a bathing suit. So we figured we'll share some of our like embarrassing bathing suit kind of summer stories do you want to start? Okay, I have two, but one that I was telling <laughs> Jenna before, because we were trying to think, we're like, what are embarrassing bathing suit stories? And I guess I wasn't in a bathing suit for this, but recently, you guys, I literally had an ingrown hair the size of a grape. <laughs> and I, for some reason, thought I was going to confide in the closest person to me, which is my boyfriend. And I literally texted him and I was like, I have a, <laughs> I was just like, I have a bump the size of the grape on my, or the size of a grape on my vagina. And he was like, why would you text me that? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause like, what I if he like, sees it? And yeah, then he's yeah. like, what is that? Yeah. I'm like, I thought you would just want to know. And he's Did you like, text it? Yeah. Okay. And so he was text- at work and he was just like, okay. But the delivery of sending him the text of saying like, <laughs> there's a giant ingrown hair on my vagina That's versus. the size of a grape. Versus when he's already down there and then he's like, what is this? And then you have to say it like the delivery of it is a lot easier through text. It's like yeah. a breakup text, you know, peel off the bandage. Yeah. I, well, I also wanted some sympathy. Like, oh, you doing okay? Like anything like that too. I was pushing for it. How can I support you, Shelby? Yeah. He's literally like, okay, like, why did you have to tell me that? I literally called my sister. My sister was like the exact vibe I wanted. I'm like, maybe he was right. But my second embarrassing story I was thinking about is, oh, and also that was like, it's fine now. I'm all good. Wait. Do you watch, are you on like pimple popping TikTok? Yes. yes. Okay. So every once in a while, they'll throw in a little ingrown hair video and it'll be exactly that where it's like a giant bump and the hair is inside of it all curled up. Oh oh my God. I'm, (laughs) I have shivers thinking about it. It's so bad. And they'll pull it out and it's like a spring and it like boings out like boing. Sometimes, wait, did I ever tell you I went crazy with hair growth supplements and I forgot that that would increase hair all over my body. I thought it was just on my head. And I I swear I started growing hair everywhere. And I was like, whoa, this stuff really works. But I actually have to stop taking it out. Oh my God. Well, I've always been insecure of like my body hair. I think it's the number one thing that I fucking hate about a bathing suit. Like there's already a lot of pressure of being fit and toned and like looking good. But then it's like, 
well, I'm hairy. Like I have a hairy back. <laughs> I have hairy arms. I like, I'm just a hairy girl. I always have been growing up. My dad used to make fun of me, but then he like positioned it where it's hairy girls are the prettiest. And I'm like, oh, I and like I genuinely that. believed it. I was like, girls that have a lot of arm hair are prettier. Wait, I don't know if my parents <laughs> told me that, but I've always thought that in my head. Like I've always thought my hairy arms were pretty. I yeah. always like loved it about me. <laughs> I've never shaved my arms to this day. Wait, me either. <gasps> I like mine. Look at her gorilla arms. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's so cute. I think it's cute. It's cool that we could reframe it instead of being like embarrassed about it. Be like, it's actually really cute. I like it. What if we started getting extensions as arm <laughs> hair? Can you imagine if people started doing like highlights on their arms? Like you get a natural highlight in the summer like that's why I don't really care about my arm hair is because in the summer it turns blonde same with like my stomach like my happy trail oh wait, I like, always shave that like peach fuzz oh, okay I only shave the bottom half no I shave my whole body sometimes not my arms though okay everything but the arms we keep the arms yeah we the arms are cute the arms long long hair on your arms cool and yes it's, in. it's trending in. <laughs> I actually just saw it trending this morning we start braiding it, putting little clips in it. What if that was like a Coachella trend next year? Bedazzling it. <laughs> we can do it. We'll make it a thing. So anyways, about the um, hair story. So that was yours. Oh, what's your second one? Oh, this one was just the most traumatizing thing that ever happened to me. Just kidding. Uh, slightly. So I'm out on my boyfriend's boat and he has the boat with his family. And mm-hmm. I'm with his brothers. It's always me. I'm always the only girl. And... Jake's we were out like and we parked the boat where everyone is like a lot of people that everyone knows we somehow run into Jake's ex-girlfriend and it's just like a little bit awkward she's nice I like her like we're whatever we're friends it's not weird but (laughs) she's listening you're like wait wait wait. no no no. I like her I swear I literally love you girl I'm like not this isn't like a bad thing so (laughs) so but also some alcohol is involved like everyone's just a little bit drunk and so then I was like a little bit slightly like oh that timing was sucked like she's a really pretty girl I'm like oh beautiful girl just chit-chatting away in the lake and I'm talking to his brother and his brother's like let's go over here like it doesn't matter I'm like you're right doesn't matter we're like having this (laughs) we're having this like beautiful heart-to-heart his brother's my best friend and all of a sudden he just goes dead silent he's like looking he's like and I'm like what and he's like Shelby your whole nipples out I'm like (laughs) what I looked down my entire boob my entire I'm like and then I just was like I went back I literally walked away from him I went on the boat and I was just sitting on the boat I'm like I can't recover from that one right now like I I, that one that one hurt that was so we never we didn't make eye contact for so long after that we were both just like Oh my like, God, oh, man. what do you think he was doing? Do you see, he, do you think he just saw it in his peripheral and he was I, taking everything he possibly could he, to not look down? Because we were like talking like literally so into it and then all of a sudden he was like, and I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I literally was like, wait, what, what could be happening? And then Jake thought I was really, really upset about the ex-girlfriend interaction when I really wasn't. I was just kind of like, I don't want to be next to it. And like, you're like, your, your brother just saw my nipple. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I can't even process this right now. That was so bad. <laughs> Have you ever brought it up ever again? No, never. Neither of us. Interesting. Never. But it was like my whole, it was like, oh, it was just bad. But okay, now I'm intrigued to hear yours. <laughs> Mine's not that good. Yours are way juicier. Um, Mine was like last summer, I was at a pool and I was on my period. We all know like the struggle of a tampon when you're on your period is just a constant battle of like looking down. You're like, is it tucked in? Like, yeah, always. Is the string showing or not? But that's another thing that we can make it a trend. Like what if we just start 
Pony it out. <laughs> you wear it Tails out. Tails are in. <laughs> what if there was like a hole in your bathing suit bottoms that you pulled the string through and it was like. Accessory. It's literally bedazzled. <laughs> a bedazzled tampon string. <laughs> and you put beads on it. And it's like. I'm actually surprised that's not a thing. There's some crazy stuff. Do you know there's like underwear, latex underwear for like uh, sexual things when you're in your period. Like there's like crazy. What? Yeah. There's crazy like Wait, products. underwear? No. So it's like latex. So you can like do some crazy stuff. So it's like a what do you uh, mean? thong a- condom. Okay. So you just wear the underwear while you have sex. Yeah. And do other <laughs> and things. And it just stretches. And do other things. Oh, okay. Anal. The, no, 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 no. Oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what else? <laughs> Oral sex. That's what I was trying to say. Oh. I was saying it. But in the, in the, I don't know why this was on my forehead. On page. the latex? Yeah. And it was like on the latex. And it was like, you pull, like the girl's like showing it and you can like pull it so far. I'm like, this is a crazy product. But anyway, that's why I'm surprised there's not. Wait, so what is the point of the latex? So that you can do things on your period. I guess does it could it just capture, be Does it capture the blood? <laughs> no, like, no. Oh, so it's literally just for, sh- okay. It's literally. I there's no function then. No, I think it's just the female version of a condom. I think that's what it is. Oh, okay. Well, there's also female condoms too. Do you know that? It's literally like, like a balloon. You kind of like. Yeah, it, it kind of is like that. And I've actually never heard of that. Really? Okay, this might be what you're talking about. I don't think we're talking about latex underwear. I'm going to look it up. I think we're just talking about a female condom. You like insert it inside of you and you can just like have sex like normal. But instead of him wearing <gasps> it, it's inside of you. That's so. It's very common actually. <gasps> and I didn't know about it until probably two years ago. I'm actually curious. I've yeah. never heard of this my whole life. Never used it personally, but. Oh my goodness. It's I, like I go home, I see it in your bedroom drawer. I'm like, wait. <laughs> you have like a whole stockpile. <laughs> Don't open the pantry. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's actually funny. So those are our embarrassing uh, bathing suits. Oh wait, fuck. I didn't even tell the story. I just said that I was wearing a tampon. Okay. So I'm at this pool and I'm on my period. I'm wearing my bathing suit and I'm like sitting with my legs up. Okay. That's always like the worst position too. And I kind of forgot that I was on it. And, um, these either like two or three girls came up to me that had followed me and we were just chit chatting and they like introduced themselves. And I got up and I actually took like a selfie with the girls. And then when I sat back down, I like sat down in a way that I got a glimpse of like my crotch area. And I noticed that she, she was just dangling. She was out there. She like, said, I'm out to play today. Literally. She's like, you, why didn't I get invited? I'm coming along. And my tampon string was just out the whole time. I was like, oh my God, these girls that I like, don't know that I just met. Like as I was sitting, talking to them with my like legs up, I, it was just out. So I actually don't know if they saw it or not, but that's the most recent thing. And it's always a fear of mine that she's out. Once it happens once, it's like never again, mm-hmm. never again. I feel Until like we just normalize it. I feel like if they saw it, they would have said something. Cause I think that's like more girl thing. But then I'd be like, oh, when was the last time I even went to the bathroom? Like how long has that bed been like <laughs> popping out there? I don't know. Sometimes I will leave them in for like a very long time and I just forget about it. I heard a story. Yeah, I actually do it all the time. I heard a story about a girl that that happened to and someone, she was with like her boyfriend or something and he was like, oh, you have a string on your thing and no. he like pulled out no, her no, tampon. No, 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 no. So it's like, it could have been a little worse. Can you imagine? This is your reminder that Mother's Day is May 14th. 
And I know finding a gift that is as great as your mom is very hard to do, but I've taken away some of the stress for you. I've added different items to my landing page on Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W for all price ranges. You don't have to spend a lot of money to let your mom know that she's appreciated this Mother's Day. So you can find gifts for $20 or less, $50, $100, whatever your price point is, or you can never go wrong with a handmade gift or just a really nice letter for your mom and just quality time too. There's no price tag on that. So go to Macy's.com forward slash F-O-W, May 14th, you have two weeks. Okay, so, well, those are our bathing suit stories then. And basically, all we were just trying to say is just lighten the mood to talk about bathing suit summer season. And, you know, just like being your best self and feeling confident, even though it's like, you know, sometimes not the most fun thing to do. I have a thought on that too. What From something you said earlier about when in the summer you're in like your bathing suit, there's like more pressure and all these things. So much more pressure. What I realized is I would be really mean to myself no matter what my body in the past, no matter what my body looked like in the summer when I was in a bathing suit. Like I could be the fittest I ever looked. I could be like any any different size that I've ever been. No matter what, the consistent was the way that I talked to myself. And I realized that it wasn't my body at all that was a problem. It was just my mind. And so I something that I, we can talk about this too is just like self-love habits and how important they are for body image but something that I started doing actively is anytime that I know I'm putting on a bathing suit now I will always look in the mirror and like shower myself with the most extreme compliments like so much love and I realize it's made me feel like I do it I haven't done it recently like it's usually when I'm like on vacation because I'm in Michigan and it's really not that warm all the time so it's like mm-hmm. three months but whenever I realize I feel so much better and so much happier because I already am like trained now to when I look in the mirror in a bathing suit be like oh you are so beautiful you're You're, hot yeah you (laughs) look set like I'm like oh my god bad bitch okay like like I'm just so nice to myself and it's so interesting how much it plays a role into like my overall happiness and experience in different settings where I'm in a bathing suit Mm -hmm. totally so talking about advice for girls who are wanting to become like more confident and feeling good about themselves and being at the place where they feel comfortable talking to themselves in the mirror. For me, this is something like I need to work on. Like I don't do that. I don't talk to myself in the mirror because I'm I'm like, I'm not even comfortable with myself to do that. (laughs) I think I would laugh at myself, which is okay. Like it's okay to laugh, but where would you start? And let's actually, let's just like dive into what your summer Fuck. Summer Savage Girl. Savage Girl Summer. I mess savage up all the time. Savage Girl Summer. Summer Savage. Wait. Savage Girl Summer Series. So many S's. I like S plays though because Shelby Sacco. I'm like. There you go. Um. Okay. So for the series, I'm really going over all those habits over the eight weeks and teaching the way that I'm teaching it is step by step through the habit loop and explaining the habit loop so that people can then, even if like the specific way that I teach it doesn't apply to them, I'm teaching them the the framework so that they're able to then apply it to their own life. Mm -hmm. So one big thing that I like to do is give so many different examples, so many different options and teach how, when you actually like how to look for habits, how to like find the ones you actually want to change and then how to do it and how to plug and play. One big thing that I've learned from my teaching over the last year is that I think a lot of people compare themselves to other people or how other people's progress is or other people's habits and what they're doing mm-hmm. and what's so cool and I'll use this example because this one's like my best way to explain it is that what a new routine and a habit what works for someone else might not work for everyone and it's so specific to you so having the framework is so helpful but I want to explain that habit loop but I, I just realized I have to explain the habit loop yeah in general for anyone habit loop know. definition so the habit in the habit loop there are three things now the habit loop's taught a couple different ways but I prefer 
this this version. So in the habit loop, there's a cue, a routine, and a reward. Oops, for anyone watching, it follows the cycle over and over until you form a habit. Now the cue could be like a time or a place. It's like a trigger. And then the routine is the actual habitual behavior. It could be an action, a feeling, a thought response. And then the reward is the thing that drives the habit loop. It's the thing that you get, whether it's a physical item, attention, love, um, a spike of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins in your brain. And so habits are literally responsible for everything that we do. Like during the day, I love teaching habits because then people can recognize them. Like when you wake up in the morning, if you reach for your phone for the first thing, that's a habit. If you go in the bathroom and brush your teeth, the order that you probably do your, um, like the order you do in the shower, that's a habit. Mm-hmm. Every single thing, like if you make your bed, if you don't, um, when you make your coffee, when you get tired, like everything is a habit. And so when you recognize that, you can start learning how to change it. Now to change a habit, the easiest way is to like look for your habit loop and then you'd replace the routine. And then if you want to create a habit, you strategically place a really easy cue, whether that's like Monday morning at 7 a.m. or a Monday morning when I make coffee, something that you you know that's going to happen or that you can make happen. And then you pick the routine and then you go and you pick out an actual reward or you ask yourself the reason why for forming a habit. But when it comes to habits, like what might work for me for a habit loop might not work for you. Mm-hmm. So there's one that I love giving an example. And um, this habit loops more with eating when you're stressed. So say someone, whenever they get stressed or overwhelmed, their um, habit loop is going and getting food. The reasoning for that would be like the cue for the habit loop triggering it is the feeling of stress, feeling stressed or feeling overwhelmed. When that happens, that then triggers the habitual behavior of going and eating. And then the reward within that habit loop is actually a spike in dopamine because food gives you a spike in dopamine. Which makes you feel less stressed. Yes, which makes you feel like, yeah, it it cures the cue essentially. So your mind makes you think that you are like, basically solving the first issue yes and that's why you're doing that behavior that you taught yourself and you learned and in the habit loop what's so crazy is that the routine literally has no purpose like it does not fucking matter all the only reason we do the routine in habit loop is because we taught ourselves that by doing that specific routine we'll get that specific reward that we're craving Mm. because when you get a cue you have a little taste of the reward and you want it to feel better or you want it Mm -hmm. right so you complete what you've learned so that you get the reward and so in that situation of um, feeling stressed and overwhelmed going and eating and then the reward of feeling less stressed less overwhelmed because you have a spike in dopamine and you feel happy that might trigger another habit loop but I would say to change that habit you want to replace the routine with something also that will give you a spike in dopamine and so for me and you like if we look at both of us in different settings what makes you really happy might be the complete opposite of me and one example I like giving is my um the person I was working through this habit loop with originally, we were looking for different routines for them to try to swap it out with. And we found that them talking on the phone to a friend was like the best cure, like to feeling stressed or overwhelmed because they could talk out their feelings, talk out their thoughts. And that gave them a spike in happiness because they got to talk to a friend. And that was like the perfect replacement for the habit loop. Now that would be my nightmare. Like that would be (laughs) horrible for me. That would absolutely not work in a million worlds because I don't like... Like, I don't like that. I won't, like, if I'm stressed or overwhelmed, I won't talk to anyone. Like, I will, like, sit and I'll, like, something that would make me feel better would be going on a walk. Like, that would be the perfect thing to replace that in the habit loop for me. Right? So, sometimes when we're forming new habits, I think people get tripped up because they look at other people and say, like, oh, I'm going to do that. And and then it doesn't work. Because, like, if I did that, I'd be like, this makes it worse. Mm-hmm. This is not a good replacement. But what's so cool about this series is that I'm teaching the structure, different ways to look at it, and also the the perspective that anytime that you try a new routine 
and it doesn't work, it's not that that habit doesn't work for you. It's not that that you failed. It, all it is is like a redirection. Like you're one step closer to finding what's actually going to work mm-hmm. because that one just wasn't it. And it's like asking yourself and reflecting on your own life and looking for it within your own situation so that you can actually make a change to your habits, learn how to do it, and then have that like uh, that change that's actually realistic and sustainable based on you and your life. Mm-hmm. Once you learn about habits I found myself thinking of every single action that I do as a habit. As and far as like it's crazy getting in my car and putting my keys in the cup holder and then putting my bag on the other chair, just stupid things that like actually don't really affect my day. I found myself being like, oh my God, that's a habit that I have. And isn't that crazy? Because a habit is defined as basically like uh, an automatic behavior mm-hmm. or a behavior that you acquire that becomes almost automatic. Yeah, like you don't even think about doing it. You don't even realize you're doing it. So over time, it doesn't seem like it's something with intention, but it's not intention based it's, anymore because it's, it's just- It's you. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing. Uh, that's I love that because you can handpick who you want to be the habits that you want to have and it gets as easy as that like when you start creating habits you don't need to put in this conscious huge effort it's not this like draining horrible thing it's like that's who you become you do it with second nature like my entire morning routine that I don't know how many steps it is but it's like three hours and that's like insane like <laughs> I know I, who I, has I, time that for that I love it I created the time that's another thing I literally created the time because I didn't have time and so by waking up earlier but it didn't start that way it started by like just having like 45 maybe like 45 or 50 mi- extra minutes and I worked down because I loved it so much but what's crazy about it is my morning routine takes no willpower I don't have to wake up and consciously make the choices I know what I'm doing and it's easy it's second nature it's literally who I am because I built it as a habit. Mm-hmm. Now building it's not like, oh, snap my fingers all of a sudden I got all these habits. It's a conscious effort in choosing and figuring out what actually works for you. But it becomes so second nature. It's the same thing with when you talk to yourself or when you're nice to yourself. And you said you feel like you would laugh if you did it, mm-hmm. right? I literally, when I started doing it, I was like, this is so dumb. I was like, this is not gonna work. Like, this is weird. I'm lit- I like felt so stupid. I'm literally alone in my room and I'm like, why do I feel like this? Like, uh, why am I so embarrassed? There's no one here to be mm-hmm. embarrassed, whatever. And so I like love, uh, I to, was your, say. to your point too, that makes me realize that like your thing that helps you is self-talk. And yeah. what you just said is that what works for someone might not work for someone else. And I think we are all preached like, oh, you need to journal or, oh, you need to like do daily affirmations to yourself in the mirror or, oh, you need to do this and this and this. And I think all of those TikToks that we see constantly that are like, you need to do this in order to have a healthy mindset it makes me realize that like, if I did do those things, it might work, but I feel like I also might have my own personal solution too. Although I don't know what that is, so. (laughs) Okay, I think that, but to the degree that I think, if you look at like a category of ways to improve self-image or self-talk, there there could be like 20 different things that you could do. And I think you would find one that works for you within that realm, but Mm -hmm. also- if you don't try it, you won't know if it does or doesn't work. So like, for example, when I teach self-love, some people don't like writing or like don't have the time to like write affirmations. And there's so many other things that you can do to start changing the habit loops that you've created based around negative self-talk. And so those options I think would be like, oh, the affirmations isn't for me, but oh, having a sticky note on my mirror and like looking at it every day does work for me or having Mm -hmm. something as my phone background and reading it does help me. But when I started affirmations, I literally did not like them. And I started pretending like I was talking to my sisters Mm -hmm. and I did it for a few weeks and really felt nothing. And then I kept doing it and I was like, it's like not that weird. I'm not embarrassed about it. Like I like it. 
and I started like seeing it impact me. I think we missed like one minute. Oh, of that. But basically, you said you started writing that you have a fat ass. Yeah, <laughs> you do. By the way, the OMG. I was so excited to see it in person because I feel <gasps> like you always make these videos about like I want to have a fat ass, and so I was like, oh, Shelby's gonna have a fat ass, and <gasps> you do. You have a great butt. Oh my god! Wow, I'm beaming. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm going to literally just screen record this part of the episode and be like, oh, perfect. Love, love, That's love, the love. cut down. <laughs> I love that. Wow. I love that. Thank you. That made my day. I got to text my boyfriend after this. Anyway. <laughs> so I would write the like randomest things. Like I'd write like, I have like long, I have hair down to my ass. Like I have like the most beautiful hair. Like, I guess I do now. I guess I did manifest that in some way, but I mean, it is fake, but so. <laughs> I was going to say, like, did you manifest it or pay for it? Yeah, both, both. <laughs> I guess I, I guess it did relate. You manifested being able to pay yes. for it. There you go. And so I would write the like randomest things, but I would just write anything that I wanted. And the thing about it is it trains your brain. When you tell yourself something over and over and over and over, your, your, your brain's going to start believing it and you're training your brain to look for those things. So like when I would say I'm very smart, I'm very kind, I would have an opportunity to like be smart or to be kind. And, it, and you identify with those qualities, the more you drill it in your head. Cause if you tell yourself I'm fat, I'm ugly, I'm stupid over and over and over and over, you're going to believe it. But if you tell yourself like, I'm so smart, I'm so kind, I love my body. I'm so proud of myself. I'm so beautiful like you, your brain starts adapting to believe those things. It's literally like mind control. And so I did that, but there are other ways, like different habit loops that I had for self-love. Like when I looked in the mirror, for example, with the bathing suit, I would rip myself apart every, like just rip myself apart. And I realized that was a habit. Like I would think the same things every time I looked in the mirror. And so I would address that as, oh, that's a negative habit. I want to change. I have to change the routine. The way that I would do that is obviously it's a habit engraved. So if I look in the mirror and I'm like, you, this, 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 and this is wrong with you. I would stop and be like, okay, I'm just going to offer the alternative and say the opposite and just say, okay, these are all the great things about you. Like so beautiful. And I would just keep doing that over and over. So maybe affirmations don't work, but you start doing that and find that it helps talking out loud. Or you could do put sticky notes. Like I have an affirmation wall in my room and I read it once a day and I love it. And it makes me feel more motivated at work. And it's just finding a little way that you can start doing it and trying to do it consistently without the expectation that in three weeks, your life will change. That's another thing like habits. The amount of time that it takes to form a habit is like so all over the place where people are like, oh, it's like 21 days or, oh, it's like six or 60 something days or, oh, it's like whatever. There's so many options where I don't think that there's an accurate amount of time that you could put on saying it should take you this long to form a habit. I don't think so because they're all based off this specific person and their upbringing perspective, situations that happen in them, environment, um, qualities that they want, values, things like that. Yeah. So it's hard to be like, oh, you can form a habit in three weeks. Whereas like I was a basement child and so I had no nighttime routine. What is a basement child? You I, just, li- you I, lived in the basement? Yeah. I literally oh, always exactly say, what it sounds. I always say it on my videos and people are always like, wait, what? So I, they don't have basements in Texas. Oh my God. That makes so much sense. They don't have basements in a lot of places. So people are probably like, wait, yeah. what is going on? I, I'm one of six kids. And so when my brother was born, I was like nine and me and my sister got moved to the basement and it was, Oh, you guys are cool down there. It was cool. It was cool. But I was talking to Jenna about ghosts earlier. My room was haunted and I moved into the storage closet in the basement and I had the storage closet as my bedroom from 10 years old until we moved out of that house when I was 22. And, oh. But I love my storage closet basement. Like, I loved it. Like, you know when you have, like, the furnace and all that stuff? That was in, my like, my closet. Like, I had a bed, a dresser, and then the closet was that. <laughs> but I loved it. But so, but I had no nighttime routine. So we weren't allowed to, like, watch TV. I was raised really strict. And so when my parents went to bed with the, old, the younger kids upstairs, me and my sister would stay up all night, every night. So me 
I took that into my adult years. That was my habit. I never, my entire life, I cannot remember a time that I did not go to bed past 3 a.m. Or 2 a.m., I'll give it that. And so forming a nighttime routine and getting to bed earlier was so incredibly hard for me, but I wanted to wake up early. And that took me literally four months to figure out and find a way that it actually worked for me. Whereas the habit of working out and going on a, well, I started the habit by just walking Monday through Friday for like 20 minutes a day. That habit, I felt like clicked almost instantly mm-hmm. because I had done sports my entire life. So each person has a different length of time per habit really based specifically on them. And that's why like comparing yourself to others and their habits or what works for them or, oh, that worked for them. So it has to work for me. It's like looking at the framework of how they did it and then working it into your own world is actually where I think people will find that success. Mm -hmm. Speaking of that timeline of it taking people all different amounts of time to form a habit. So when we're talking about the summer, it's now like the end of April. Then we have May, June, July, August. Those are like mainly our summer months. So for girls that are listening or guys too, that want to start feeling like their best self that they can like right away to really start diving into trying to create healthy habits, where would you say that they should start knowing that it's going to take time? Yeah, okay, I love that question. I would say starting, I really do think self-love is one of the most important habits. I didn't start with it until, I didn't work on it until like six months in to learning about habits. I would start with like your one pain point area, the one thing that you've said over and over that you're going to do that you haven't done. And I want you to go back 10 steps as in, if you tell yourself like, Oh, tomorrow I'm going to start working out. I'm going to start working out five days a week. I'm going to start doing this, this and this. That's like the habit of thinking that and then not doing that. That's a habit where I would say, okay, that's clearly not working because it's not realistic. And one day it can be, but I would say start so small because if you start small and make a change that you can realistically do and keep sustainable, that's how you actually create the habit and it actually grows and becomes you. So for example, I knew I wanted to work out five days a week, but I was, I didn't feel comfortable going to a gym. I didn't have the confidence that would stop me every time from going. And I'm like, I can walk outside. And I would literally just go on a little walk Monday through Friday. And that framework is the reason why now, and a year after that, I, I was at a point where I was working out at a gym five days a week and walking five days a week. Like it starts somewhere and you build it mm-hmm. opposed to all of a sudden telling yourself you're going to go zero to a hundred and do all these things and you can do it for three days, but then it's not realistic for your lifestyle and it's overwhelming and it's stressful and it's a hard change that then it, it creates that I'm okay. I'm done doing it. Mm-hmm. So I would say start very, very small with one, I'll say one to two habits. And what's nice, the reason the series is starting so much before summer is that you can actually work to create those changes and you don't have to do like anything crazy where you're basically setting yourself up to like plummet because no one can change their life overnight. And I think we just have that, that expectation that we can, or we like Mm -hmm. almost like procrastinate it. Starting very, very small with a small choice is like ideal. The way I started was waking up a little bit earlier so that I had time to go on that daily walk. When I started habits, I had three jobs and I literally, I actually had like a nine to five, but I also started babysitting because my nine to five paid me nothing. So I was like babysitting during the day, doing my nine to five. And then after work, I'd work for an insurance company that sold insurance for hunters, people that went hunting. And then, and then on a work call, I was sobbing because I, I, my ex-boyfriend was driving and I was in the car and we hit a baby deer and I was hysterical. And then they were like, you realize we literally sell insurance to people that hunt. And I was like, what am I doing? But so I didn't have time is what I'm trying to say ever to, to work out or, or focus on myself. So I decided to wake up a little bit earlier so that I could walk. So those two habits, those go really, really well where they help each other out. Whereas there, 
if there's like a two big habit or two habits that could go together, I would say start with those, but don't overwhelm yourself with 10 different things that you're going to do overnight. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. And we've also talked before in the first episode that we did together about taking it one day at a time, starting with one habit and then habit stacking. So like once you started one thing and you have a good routine down for that and you've done it a couple of times, then you're like, okay, let's add on another thing that also coincides with that task. So I actually tried doing this at the beginning of the year and I started making videos about it on TikTok. I was like, I'm starting a habit of waking up early because I was inspired by you. I listened to one of your podcast episodes. I think it was like 55 days. Oh, 55 Savage Challenge. 55 Savage Challenge. I listened to it and I started it and I, I was feeling so good. I genuinely have never had more harmony between my social life, my work life and my relationship life. And And just like that mental health aspect of like, oh. Yes. And I still crave that feeling. Like I want to be back on track for that. But because I've already fallen off once, I feel like I don't have the confidence in myself that like I can do it again. Because even if I do do it again, I feel like I've taught myself that it's not something I can uphold for more than like three weeks at a time. Because especially with other things that are happening in life, including like traveling or last minute things that happen in life or stress or I don't know, work-related things or fights, like those habits kind of put be get put on like the back burner. And so it becomes a lot harder to follow up with it. So I don't know where I was going there with this. No, I know what you're saying. But my, my advice for that, and that makes sense. There are big things in life that will throw you off your habits because life will absolutely never be consistent. But it's basically... What I would say for you is to start again, but start smaller and say like, this is like every single day I'm going to wake up at this, this time. Maybe it's 30 minutes earlier than you usually work or wake up. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to do this as my routine, as my non-negotiable, as my, I'm going to go on a walk for 20 minutes with my dog. And that's how I'm going to get back into it. Because it, it's not that you can't do it. It's like when you look at what, like looking back at something. I actually almost think now that I look back that I was doing really good, but then I just kept adding on like too many things to the routine that that's why I fell off because I overloaded it before I was like fully in a good routine with the other habits. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, and I love that. So I'll always do this. I'll look back. Oh, I was telling you about the time that I went delusional. Wait, did I tell you that? (laughs) No. Oh, I was going absolutely delusional. I almost called the cops on my neighbor because I was hallucinating that someone was locked in their house but because I was so stressed out with work and I overwhelmed myself like my habits were absolutely the only thing that were like keeping me together and it was when I was working my nine to five I had five classes go out I just started partnerships and then I was like trying to do content all at once like it was like overwhelming and so this is I want to relate this back to you and your morning routine is then what I did when I was ready I was hitting another really overwhelming month in November where I was starting to hallucinate again and I stopped and I was like okay that clearly didn't work for me. What can I change about that? Like, what is a different approach that I can take to that? So you looking back and reflecting and being like, okay, I, that was like amazing. I felt great. Like, and, and I got through that, that, but here's the thing that didn't work. What's one thing that I can change moving forward when I do it again so that I actually have more success this next time around. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly that being like, okay, I'm going to just do a few things and not add on. I'm going to have, I'm going to hit, um, do the habit loop for, six weeks so two rounds and I'll teach you the schedule and then at that point I'll evaluate if I want to add more on and so doing that like having a framework for it I think will be really helpful too without having that expectation that all of a sudden you have to do everything right like having that patience with yourself and so when forming a habit one thing that I love is following a a three-week schedule 
And so what you do is the first week that you're forming a new habit, at the end of the week, so I usually do Monday through Friday, at the end of the week, you get yourself a reward, like a good job, like flowers, a book, um, a journal, a phone case. I'd always buy myself socks. I literally love socks. I should buy myself socks because Quincy actually eats every single sock that yeah. we own. And I get, I get mad. Like I like my socks matching. Oh, you, that's not a thing in our household. No, we, I don't even think that we have two socks that are the same. Yeah. Then you could do <laughs> socks as your reward. And it should be. It's nice that like you get excited about it and you look forward to it and you get it. And then after two more weeks, so three weeks total, the first week you get the small reward, two more weeks, you get yourself a bigger reward. Like something that is, uh, I usually try to do it related to the habit. So like if I'm doing, if I was work, trying to form the habit of working out, I would do workout sets or um new shoes or something that I really wanted and so adding an extra reward actually reward actually helps you strengthen the habit loop because the reward's what drives it so if you have a reward that you can hold in your hand so like maybe your reward in your habit loop for working out is a break for your mental and physical health or like confidence or whatever it is you add that extra reward that you can look forward to and hold and it just helps strengthen that habit but for you what I want you to do is follow that schedule with a new morning routine with just one, maybe one to three steps in it and then repeat it. So anytime that I'm forming a habit, I'll go through that three weeks. And if at the end, I'm like, yeah, I've got it. I'm like, oh, amazing. But that really, that's kind of rare. It usually isn't three weeks. And if not, I'll repeat it and go through it again and be like, okay, now I have it. My nighttime routine, four months, four months of doing it. Mm -hmm. And even if you miss, people ask me this all the time, even if you have a day that's chaotic, like the day that, um, Taylor Swift all too well 10 minute version came out I was so excited I, I was went to bed beaming so happy I woke up to like sunlight outside and I wake up when it's dark and I'm like wait what what's going on and my phone broke I remember because the worst day of my life like I'm like crying I'm like <laughs> I just wanted to record my reaction to it. I've never been so excited for a song but anyway I, I slept in I missed my work I did all these things because my phone literally broke I had to go spend the whole day at Apple there are things that are going to happen like that or random things like you have to work really late one night and then you you're like I can't possibly wake up tomorrow mm -hmm. those things are fine like you're not supposed to shame yourself around those things because that's life and you're never gonna be able to control every aspect of life so having that in mind when you do your habits is so helpful because then it's not like oh I missed it yesterday like this is just too hard and now you gotta start it. the whole thing over again yeah it's you okay. still go through and you still get yourself that gift even if you have like on Monday through Thursday or Monday through Friday the Thursday it doesn't work out it's still going, okay, well, it didn't work yesterday, but that's okay. I had my honest effort or this is why it didn't work. I'm going to do it Friday. And you still continue to still give yourself a reward because you're teaching yourself the habit of literally like when something comes up that you can't control, moving past it mm -hmm. and being like, okay, here's what I'm doing next. I'm still continuing, not letting that be the end all be all setback. Mm -hmm. And the frequency of a habit too, we keep saying like every day, Monday through Friday, whatever, whatever. I think also too, we've talked that your habit could be on like a weekly basis or a monthly basis. Oh, yeah. And that kind of segues into what I want to talk about with fun on weekdays. You mentioned that one of the habits you wanted to start was working out more and you didn't have time in your schedule. And so you created time. And I feel like that translates to the idea of fun on weekdays. Like a lot of people always say, I want to do things after work, but I don't have time. Or I want to do things on the weekdays, but I don't have time. And if I do have time, I'm like not in the right headspace or I'm stressed or I'm tired. or I just want to go to bed. I don't want to talk to anyone. So how do we make fun on weekdays and allowing yourself to enjoy your life into a habit? Okay, love so what I would suggest is finding a specific day of the week and a very specific thing that you're going to do. So for example, this is like, I'm going to apply it to my relationship with Jake because this is something that I was trying to actively do. 
and I literally like would ignore my boyfriend sometimes when I would be really busy and I'm like we never spend time together I'm like this is getting kind of bad <laughs> and so I was like okay I want to do something with him that's not on Friday and Saturday because that's when we'd be with like our friend groups or like he'd be golfing or whatever and I'd be like oh my god so we decided that Thursday at seven o'clock so that'd be the cue every single week no matter what that's our priority we would then go on a date or each week we'd switch like he'd plan something I'd plan something and it was I would always look forward to it so Thursday at 7 p.m., I know for a fact I'm doing something with my boyfriend. Work's ending. I'm looking forward to it. And then the routine would be whatever that date is for that that week. But what I'm saying is, like, be specific with it. It's, like, it's that person. And then the reward would be, like, I'm spending time with him. I'm having so much fun. I'm prioritizing having fun throughout my week and not waiting for the weekend. Now, for you, like, a habit that you could do, too, with that would be, like, say every Tuesday, you and, like, your friend group here in Austin are, like, three friends plan to go and do, like, Taco Tuesday. And that's your habit. Like, you know, at like, it's a non-negotiable, like that's what you want to make habits around. Like it's a non-negotiable that you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's no excuses, no nothing. It's like, that's my habit. You set that as a time for yourself and people. And so like Tuesday at like six o'clock, um, that's the cue. The routine would be going and getting tacos with your friends, prioritizing that time. And then the reward would be like, you have so much fun social aspect. Another way you can look at it is like making just a time block on a specific day that you know that you're doing something. So like you could be like, oh, I want to um, spend time with this person. I'm going to plan it. I, I know I have that hour or that two hour period on a Thursday at 7 p.m. where like that's scheduled for just social time, just a, a new hobby that I'm going to try, like baking, having a pizza night, um, going to the movies, like finding, knowing that that's your time for a fun thing each week and like having it to look forward to, having it to plan around. I feel like that's a really, really great way to form the habit of having fun on a weekday. I feel like there's so like and I really like this conversation in this because I actually really do need this in my life coming up because I'm moving to Charlotte for yeah, my company. Charlotte girlies. We have a new girl for you to be besties with. Yeah, wait, you guys, I really would love some friends. I'm no, about to move. There's so many girls in my Charlotte group me. So anyone who's listening to this podcast, by the way, if you don't know this, I have a huge Facebook page. There's like forty seven thousand girls in there. OMG. I know. OMG. Wait, I just realized so that I'm right. not in it and I need to be in it. Okay, we'll add you immediately following this. Wow. If not like right now. I'm excited. So we'll join you in there. And then within the Facebook page, um, there's just girls literally everywhere, mainly in the US, but like there's a lot of Canada girlies. We got some girls overseas, everywhere. And so for each city, we started making these like group me's. They've existed for quite a bit of time, but I recently made it super organized. So there's like a whole document where you can go in, you can organize it by the state. You can go into, is it North Carolina? Yeah. North Carolina. And you can see... What else is in North Carolina? Raleigh? Yeah. Raleigh. Okay. I know we have a big Raleigh group too. And there's a link for it. So you can just go in and you join the group me and there's hundreds. Sometimes there's not as many girls. Sometimes it's like a smaller group. Sometimes there's a lot of girls and you join the group me and it's just a really good way to meet girls so that let's say you have your Thursday night is set. This is going to be your social time to hang out with people, but you don't have people to hang out with. So like literally what, what do you do? Well, A, like you could hang out with yourself, but if you do want that to be like a social time, then I think that the group me is a perfect place to find people to do that with you. I love that. And you set that up as like a weekly thing. Like my weekly hangout is Mondays. Um, we would meet every single Monday, 7 p.m., my house, bachelor. And it was always love. a group of girls and we would change it up every week because we would all bring like different food or we do different drinks or whatever. So we were still keeping it interesting. And I think that's the fun thing about habits like, the actual action doesn't need to stay the same. The action itself is hanging it, out with someone. Yeah. And then what you do, the activity could change. So we would do that Mondays. And then Tuesdays are my day to myself. 
Wednesdays at night at 6 p.m., me and Connor, that's our date night. Non-negotiable. Like, he comes home from work. I come home from the office, and we go and plan something, and we take turns planning that. And that has helped our relationship so much because it's time dedicated to each other that we plan to have fun. It's more intentional plans. It's not just, like, you know, what's convenient for the night. It's not just sitting on the couch watching a movie. And, like, sometimes it can be, but that is specifically for that. And then... It's helped me get into this routine of knowing exactly what I'm doing for the week so that I have more confidence in myself when I know what I'm doing because I know what my week looks like. Yeah. And you know, like where you need to invest your time. I really like that. I didn't. And I did not have that. That is something that happened at the beginning of this year. So when I think to who I was last year and how I was just struggling so hard to figure out who I was, I think a lot of that might actually be due to the fact that I had no habits, really. No consistency or something to rely on or something intentional. Yeah. I think it it gives you something to look forward to. But also, I don't know. I love your schedule. I love how that is. I like things at the end. Like me and Jake put it at the end of the week because it's something to look forward to at the end of the week and like think about and plan about. But there, the aspect of having that social break, I feel like is so important and I feel like I've been lacking it for so long mm-hmm. where I've been like all business that like blah, 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 blah. I've really I love my business really era but I've been being crazy <laughs> so then it's like I feel like that's so nice because it gives people not only the structure but like also that happiness throughout the week so you're not just waiting I literally have always like I, I feel like I've recently been just like waiting for the weekend and then I'm exactly. like exactly oh. it's like the weekend is just so top heavy as it is because yeah. it's the two days that people collectively as a society have deemed as like the days that this is within everyone's habit loop our days for social time is Saturday and Sunday because that's when majority of people's schedules line up so like obviously that makes sense but what happens when you like wait every single week for f- Saturday and Sunday is that like you you just overload your schedule a lot of times because like those are your two full free days. And it's like draining. And then, and then those work weeks like, oh my God. Exactly. And then like your work week is just not as enjoyable because there's nothing else to look forward to. So you're literally just living for the weekend and talk about it all the time on the podcast. And the number one thing that people say is, I just, I want to do that, but I can't because I'm tired. I don't have time. And so it's creating that pocket of time, mm-hmm. but that is so valid. There's, that's one thing I teach too all the time where I'm like Friday and Saturday are like a big day to like binge drink and exhaust yourself. And there's no time to reset your week mm-hmm. and spreading out when you have that social time or how you spend that social time is so important because it doesn't always have to be drinking and going out and doing this and that. Like one thing, like another thing that you could do for social time during the week is literally like planning to go on a walk with someone mm-hmm. like me and my sister go on a walk all the time. And it's just like nice. But then you have the weekend to then create other habit loops. Like I I was telling you earlier, I'll always clean on Sundays. Like, and that's amazing. But if I go out on a Saturday night and I'm hungover on Sunday, it throws off my whole week. I know that I can invest, like I can have time with my sister if that's who I want to hang out with her. I can do those things during the week and creating Mm -hmm. the habit. So wait, moving forward, I'm thinking like, when do I want to create this habit when I move? To like go out and put myself out there and like try to meet people. I'm like, I wonder what a good day is. And applying this to what you've said too about like habit stacking and creating an actual routine is you could start with one day. So whether it's like, okay, we're starting with Wednesdays or date nights. And for like the next couple of weeks, like we get in a consistent routine where we follow through with the date nights for like a few consistent weeks and you build confidence over time because you're like, okay, we haven't canceled this plan yet. Like things are still going good. Like I'm proud of us. And then- you add on from there, then it's like, okay, 
my schedule's going good. Let's make Monday nights our girls' night. And this is like almost exactly how it went because we started doing this before Bachelor was like shown. And then it just ended up working out in our schedule. Exactly. And so Monday nights became then girls' nights. And then I was like adding on to that frequently. And then once you have that schedule, then it's like, okay, let's add in a Thursday morning walk with a friend before work. So then you can kind of schedule it out where it's like you're doing things after work on some days and some things earlier that are shorter. And I think that is probably the best way to describe how you can create time for fun on weekdays through habits. I love that. I like that Uh, aspect of in the morning too. It doesn't have to be after work because that was really the only time I had social time for mm -hmm. like the last year. And I started bringing my friends to my gym and I knew I got to spend time with them in the morning. Like me and my roommate see each other for our hour workout class and work out together. And it's amazing. Like I love spending that time with her. And then we go about our days and have work. Mm -hmm. And it's nice because you start the day with that. But on the note of habit stacking, I forgot we're talking about that. One thing I want to mention for that is that's a really easy way to tie two habits together. So one of my favorite habit stacks ever is if you want to start with implementing working out or going on a daily walk, which is where I started. And I think it's the best place to start for working out, adding in listening to a podcast or um, calling a friend on the phone to like rebuild friendships and connections. That's also an amazing way to habit stack. Oh, and habit stacking is just when you take something that you have to do and pairing it with something that you get to do. Other examples are like you have to do your laundry, pairing that with watching your favorite show or with listening to an audiobook. Like mm. finding little opportunities oh. to almost make it easier on yourself. <laughs> so if you struggle with like, I'm trying to think what, one thing that I actually have at stack all the time now is like technically work with cleaning because I film my Sunday cleanings and I love it. Like I feel like I'm working out with someone and, or not working out. I feel like I'm cleaning with someone and I, I looked it up and it's like a thing. Like people clean better when they feel like they have company. And I feel like I'm my own company because I can see myself being recorded. It's weird, but I really like it. Oh, but, I'm I'm there with you on that. Right, like because I, I'm also thinking too. I'm like, if I don't get this crevice and if I don't pick this up off the counter and if I don't do this here, people are gonna be like, you didn't clean it all the way. Yeah, and I like <laughs> it. Like I'm like, ooh, I think it's fun. But looking for for anyone listening, think about your own life and see if there's anything that you want to do. Like whether it's strengthening friendships or learning more about a specific topic or. Um, just getting tasks done around the house and think what are opportunities that you can have it stack that. Like I like cooking and listening to an audiobook. I like walking on the treadmill and going on TikToks and it's, it's pairing these things that I have to do with what I get to do. And it's, it's so cool how many opportunities in life kind of open up to it. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm like, Oh, I feel disconnected from my friends this week. I'm like, Oh, I know I'm driving to my parents' house, which is 30 minutes away. I'm going to call one of my friends. And if this friend doesn't answer, I'm going to call the next one. Mm-hmm. And that's like a really easy way to build mm-hmm. in that habit. So then anytime I'm in the car, Actually, for the longest time, I had the best habit ever. And it was any time I got in the car, I would go through the list of my siblings. And I would call each of them. Like, if my sister Sophie didn't answer, I would then call Bella. If Bella didn't answer, I would call Rachel. Mm-hmm. And I'd just go through the list. And it was, like, a way that I made sure that I was, like, really investing into those relationships in a way that worked for me without letting it get, like, we haven't talked in two weeks. Like, I would, I would not like that. So that's a really fun thing, too. Like, if you feel disconnected from your friends from college or just in general, building in that as a way, as a habit or a little habit stack in your life. I feel like it's really nice. This is so good. I love it. I could actually talk about this all day. I know. I'm obsessed. And we are going to talk about it all day because Shelby and I are recording another episode after this and it'll be on her podcast called Sad to Savage. Hey. (laughs) So come on over and listen. We're going to talk through Jenna's Sad to Savage journey 
And I'm also going to hear about any habits she wants to change and give her a very specific structure and plan. I know we kind of did it in today's episode. Yeah. But even more in depth, we've got more planned. So much more planned. And I hope this episode is a reminder that if you want to become the best version of yourself, myself included, I want to do this, then habits can be applied to every aspect of your life, like your mental health, your physical health, how you feel about your body image, your rent, your relationships, your friendships, all of those things. And so becoming the best version of yourself for the summer starts with habits. And amen. Amen. And fun on weekdays. <laughs> yes. I'm so, I love this episode. I love getting to talk to you. I love being here. I love it too. And I can't wait till I'm back for a third episode. Oh, it's going to happen probably sooner than later too. I love that. Okay. Well, you guys, that's the end of our episode. Go and check out Shelby's podcast on Apple, Spotify, and are you on YouTube? No, not, uh, maybe I'll be soon. Maybe soon. Keep an eye out yep. for that. And I'll have Shelby's socials in the episode description as well. Thank you, Shelby. Thank you. You guys love y'all. On to number two. Bye, guys. Bye.